Welcome to the Renew Church Podcast, where we are here to have honest and authentic conversations around Jesus and his mission. Um, and we are here today, yet again, with my very dear friend and colleague, Andrew Wood. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well today. I feel like every time you say yet again, it's like there's going to be an end to it. I'm always nervous. We're hoping about... that we can fire you. At Screw some point, the door open. We, the, we need that again. With, we don't with send your applications in to be a guest on that. Please, please send your applications in. We need a new co-host. We can find one. No, that's not true. I love having you on the show. I love doing the show with you. Um, and uh, today we have a really exciting topic. Um, and so I'm. I, I just kind of want to dive in. Unless you want to want to make any. I don't have anything helpful to say. <laughs> That's not true. Yeah. Don't sell yourself short. No, you about anything other than what we're doing. Other than what we're yeah. doing. So. Well, today we're going to talk about something that I think a lot of times in the church we take for granted. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we, we don't think about it uh, the way we should, even though we talk about it a lot. Um, it's something that uh, should be like on the forefront of our minds at all times. I, I mean, it's, it's really sh- should be kind of the main thing. Uh, it's something that the Bible talks about hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's powerful. It's it's purposeful. Um, it's there's a promise attached to it that that you know there's going to be a result uh, from from doing this thing, and uh, I think it's something that for most Christians, for most believers, even for pastors that I know, um, it's a real struggle and something that's uh, not a not a, a huge part of their their life and their walk with Jesus, and that is. Do you have a guess? I, you know, so I guess I shouldn't have you guess because you, you know. <laughs> but it's, it's prayer. prayer. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about prayer. That was so lame. I, we built it up. Anyway, um, yeah, prayer. I was thinking about what to talk about on the podcast today. And um, I was just like, I think prayer is one of those things that you, you hear sort of talked about. And it's referenced all the time in the scripture but that we really don't have a healthy or accurate understanding of what prayer is and what it's for and mm. even how to do it and stuff, you know? Yeah. So um, I thought it would be uh, worthwhile to sort of just kind of talk and, 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 you know, squeeze the lemon, see what kind of juice comes out, you know, when we put our heads together. Because um, it's important, you know? And at the time of this recording, we're, we're still in the, the COVID, you know, fantastic pandemic thing. And uh, prayer has been a huge part of our church. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, we we recently did a, a cool initiative, I thought, um, for the Thursday night leading up to Good Friday. We, our people, signed up to pray uh, for 24 hours straight. So yeah. uh, each person signed up for a, one hour of that time. And uh, they were praying together with other people from our church. And we actually had, I think, some, somewhere around 60 or 70. Yeah, I think it was like 66 or 65 60, or something. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Uh, people sign up and, and participate in this. And we just prayed uh, for 24 straight hours mm-hmm. as a church. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that, and that's awesome. And so if you were part of that, I think that was uh, one of the coolest things we've done in a really long time. Yeah. And so thanks for, for joining us. And um, one of the coolest pieces of it was that it was, it was, um, a lot of it was online. Like we yep. had the live stream going Yeah, the live and chat. people were typing their prayers on like the, the chat thread. Yep. And so they were praying for each other, uh, praying with each other over 
the internet. And it just got me thinking about how important prayer is and how cool it is that, you know, it's one of these things that we can participate in whenever and wherever. Yeah. I, I just had like that, what's that Shakira song? Whenever, whenever, wherever, to be together. Yeah, see, you know. Um, and, and that is kind of the, our, how our attitude should be about prayer, um, is that, that it's something that, that we participate in. So let me just ask you right off, like yeah. what, when you think about prayer, what do you think about? Hmm. Uh, I think about prayer, it feels like I think about prayer differently every single day. And what I mean by that is um, one day I'll be thinking about prayer like it's this thing that we're told to do, but ultimately uh, it exists to benefit us. Right. And so we should do it. And if we do it, our desires will become aligned with God's and therefore the things we ask for will be fulfilled because God's already doing those things. So our prayer is really just about us getting on board with God's will and his plan. So mm. sometimes I think about prayer like it's, it's, that's the purpose of it. It's really right. just for me to be aligned with God. Yeah. Not that anything I say is, is going to change as a result of it. Right. And then the next day, I'll, I'll be reminded that all yeah. through Scripture, it's pretty clear that the... Israelites and the Christians were told to pray and yeah. they were told if they do, then there's going to be a different result than if they didn't pray. Mm. So it actually will change things. Yeah. And so it feels like every day I kind of go back and forth where it's like, well, does it really change anything? Do we really see anything different from it? Is that just circumstance? Is it really just about us aligning with God? Right. And the next day is like, well, no, it's, we're told to do it, and we're actually told that it'll change things, and God will choose to act differently as a result of what we say. And, yeah. and then I wrestle in between those days with how does that work with God and his sovereignty and yeah. his foreknowledge and his love and his concern and our ability to change the mind of God or the yeah. action of God or... Or even then, is it just an illusion that anything's actually happening differently as a result? And right. can you test, like, if I, can you, can you have scenarios where you pray and then you test the outcome and then you, or you don't pray and test the outcome and see if it made a difference? Like, yeah. that's, that's, it's, Could it's, yeah. Have like a control, do like an experiment, prayer experiment. Mm -hmm. So if you're asking me honestly, and this is authentic, honest and authentic conversations that's about what prayer, we're here for. that's the back and forth I have every day and yeah. I have a theology degree. So, <laughs> well, and that's what's. That's what's good. I, yeah. I, I appreciate that because, um, you know, you're kind of just like opening the lid on um, these, this kind of quandary, it sounds like, that mm -hmm. you, you're kind of, you, you're even a little, it's a little nebulous of an idea even for, for you who has a, yeah. a master's degree. Master. Barely. It's a cheap one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing it wasn't that cheap. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, that, I, I think that that's pretty true of all of us. Mm -hmm. You know, like when we think of prayer, um, you know, I was I was taught from as a little kid to pray, you know, and, you know, praying before bedtime and at meals and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, it it has definitely evolved and shaped. Uh, it's taken on different form mm -hmm. over the years for me, um, just how it looks and stuff like that. Um, so when when as pastors, you and I, we uh, we talk about prayer a lot yep. um, and we we kind of even teach on prayer. Um, and I've always found, I don't know if you, you share this feeling, but I've always found that prayer, teaching on prayer feels almost counterintuitive. Hmm. Um, 
I, I think that the most helpful thing that I learned is that prayer is really a, almost a mindset of us being connected to God. Mm-hmm. It isn't necessarily the words that we say or, the you know, do we we start off talking to God, dear heavenly father, and then now we're praying. And so these, this is prayer words where everything else is different words. And then we say, amen at the end. And that's how God knows we're done, you know? Right. Um, and I, I grew up thinking that that's what prayer was. Yeah. It's this sort of vague pattern. It's a where, formula. Yeah. I mean, even we were even taught like certain formulas to pray, like, the ACTS formula, I forget what it stands for. It's like adoration, confession, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, transformation, and sure. thanksgiving. Thanksgiving and sincerely. No, no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. See, I, apparently I didn't pay attention yeah. at Sunday school. But, um, but prayer has always been kind of this separate thing that we do that is us talking uh, to God. But... Have you noticed that in the church, most of the time, prayer is us talking at God? Hmm. Have, you, have you ever felt that way? Like, all we ever really do is come to God and sort of spew our perspective, what we want or what we need or what we'd like to see happen, and then we say amen and that's it. Yeah. Um, I think the most formative thing for me was someone, I, and I don't remember who, I wish I could give him some credit, but uh, some, some Bible teacher taught me uh, to listen mm. when you pray. And I thought that was really formative. Um, uh, it, it kind of took on a new element, you know, to prayer. It's, it's a, it became more about being connected to the heart of God rather than just kind of saying some random things. Mm-hmm. Um, what, so... When I, I want to get back to my point because when we teach on prayer, yeah. um, and I, I sort of said that it seems counterintuitive, uh, I always feel like teaching on prayer is sort of like teaching you how to like be on a date, you know, like be a wingman or something, you know, like you could have like a little in-ear thing with your friend and he's talking to a girl and like you trying to tell him what to say and like how to come across, you know, and like, I've you never know. thought of prayer this no, way. No, and, is, and so like, you're, you're deep and profound. yeah, yeah. So like when I'm teaching somebody how to pray or teaching on prayer, it always feels like, it's like, this is yeah, how say, you should have this, a relationship. Say yeah. Say this thing. Yeah. And, and this well, is how you should like have that. a relationship with this person. <laughs> and it always feels weird to me. Huh. Um, and, but prayer is so, so important. So, mm-hmm. um, are, are there are there things that you have? This is kind of putting. Are there things that you teach people when you talk about prayer? Are there things that you say that that have been helpful? Because I'm kind of I'm hoping to learn because hmm. I really I, I want to know better how to pray. I want to teach people how to pray. I want to you know that kind of thing. So, yeah. have there been things like that for you? Uh, Go tos. One of the things I've heard and that have been that's been helpful and I, and it actually guides me when I'm praying is. To consider that I'm not having a conversation with myself, I'm having a conversation with someone else. Yeah. I feel like sometimes I can get into the trap of really I'm just verbal process, verbally processing, and I think God can be honored and worshipped by my verbal processing. Yeah. But there's a difference between me just having a verbal processing session with myself with my eyes closed right. and actually saying things with this belief in this image and this vision that there's actually the God of the universe and he's listening and it's going to do something different. Mm-hmm. So that was something that I found quite helpful. And um, we come from a tradition that isn't very formulaic. 
yeah. maybe anti-formulaic in our prayers, which might actually be, we talked last week about liturgy. <clears throat> yeah. And, uh, two and weeks I, ago. And two weeks ago. And yeah. we, uh, we, we, I think we might be sometimes missing some things in our tradition by not having formula, formulaic or written prayers. Right. I thought that was really neat about the, um, the 24 hour prayer thing that we did, the live stream that people were actually writing out their prayers and some of you are like, that's weird. Like, don't you just close your eyes and say it? And it's like, well, no, you can actually write it out. And it's actually beautiful when it's in a written form. So I think, mm-hmm. I think, um, being exposed to prayer books, traditional prayer books and confessional books and written stuff has been something that has enriched my prayer life, uh, when it's being enriched. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then also just kind of what you're saying about the authenticity thing. I mean, somebody said to me, I was, I was talking to them through, uh, officiating their wedding mm-hmm. and, and in the script, I said, prayer. And they said, what prayer are you doing? Yeah. And I was like, well, I mean, I just kind of, I talk to I God. Right? Like, <laughs> they're like, oh, you can do that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. actually, I, I think, I think I'm allowed to. I, <laughs> um, they, they must, they, I think they came from, one of them came from a Catholic tradition, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was this, it was this moment where it was like, yeah, I, uh, for me, when I say prayer, I actually, most of the time when I say it, what I actually mean is just having an honest and authentic conversation right. with who I believe to be the God of the universe yeah, and, and that he's listening. And so... And we'll talk a little bit about that authentic piece, but but I wanted to, like, you just said something that I think is really profound. I think for those of us who have grown up in church, we have lost the sense of the throne room of God. Hmm. I think we've lost, well, I, I think we've lost two parts of the prayer experience. The first being that we actually get to talk to the God of the universe, mm-hmm. Okay. Which, if you stop and th- ponder that, really, for a second, like, the God listens to me and you. Yeah. Like, the gravity of that, I think, is really hard to comprehend. It's impo- it is absolutely impossible to, comprehend. impossible to comprehend that. And we do this thing as human beings that, we, because we can't really comprehend it, we almost dismiss it. And so... Prayer can become this very casual, rote, uh, just disingenuous thing. You know, it's like, thank you, God, for this meal. Amen. And then yeah. we eat our cheeseburger. Yeah. Right. And I, I think that it, one of the biggest things that could enrich your prayer life is regaining a sense of awe for the God of the universe. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm just thinking of you know, passages that if you really want to know, like get to reclaim that sense of awe, read Revelation chapter four. And Revelation chapter four is this amazing passage in the scripture where you, you're kind of taken into uh, a, basically a vision, a dream that, that the, the apostle John has. And, and he's just describing God, you know, and he's like, he sits on his throne and there's this like ocean of glass and there's like lightning and thunder and Mm -hmm. rainbows Mm -hmm. that look like gemstones and like there's all this crazy stuff going on um but what's really amazing about that is that it 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 paints a better picture for us of who we're actually speaking to yeah and and i think that that's really really important i think that if if you feel like your prayer life has stalled a bit um that that's that's probably the first place that that 
I would take you is just kind of to rediscover that awe. Do you have? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think, I mean, for me, yeah, that's where I have to go. And I have a hard time speaking when I'm like there. Honestly, I have a, I have a hard time saying yeah. much at all. I mean, when yeah. you really do, when you really, and I've never, I don't think I've ever gotten to a place where I've felt that in my fullness, I'm understanding and comprehending the yeah. majesty and the greatness and the, and, and the wonder of, you know, <laughs> the right, yeah. it's yeah. so ridiculous to even say, yeah. right? But when you stop for a second, it, your breathing slows down and you actually have a hard time saying anything at all. Yeah. You're pretty shaken by it. Um, and that actually, I think that pushes you into what yeah. might be the best prayer time I've had, which is like, yeah, I, I, I lost for words. Yeah. To help me do something, please, God, I, I don't know, you know? Yeah. So it is a great place to start. Yeah. If we start with, if we jump in just talking, right? If we're just like, we got to say this, what you end up doing is just end up saying the same things that you normally yeah. say and you say them the same way you normally say them and yeah. you just kind of move past it and there's no listening. There's no, there's no, it doesn't feel like anything changed or moved. Yeah. It just feels like you did yeah. what you had to do. You kind of checked your box or whatever. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's really cool that, that you've had that similar experience. I, the the presence of God is really powerful. Like you were saying, sometimes I don't even say anything. And I think that's that's an amazing place to be. Um, I think that's, too, for some of our listeners who might not be um, familiar with praying or praying a mm-hmm. lot, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that that's, I think, a misconception that, that we could talk about for a second here is just the idea that you have to know what to say or how to do it, yeah. you know? Um, the how-to of prayer is basically just, uh, you know, kind of focus your heart and your attention. Mm-hmm. It's really attention yeah. on, on God and, and just speak your mind, you know, like, uh, and it can be intimidating, I, I'm sure, at first or awkward or you mm-hmm. feel like you're talking to a wall or something like that. Um, but those things, you know, uh, those, those habits can develop in us and we can, we can grow to really treasure that time. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's better prayer than... Yeah the people who know exactly how to pray. And I'm one of them, right? Like yeah. I, I don't know if you, maybe this is a take. I don't know if, I don't know if you ever experienced this, but are there people who you're close with or you spend time with who pray and they say the same thing yeah. almost every time? It actually annoys you. You sit there and go like, you're not even praying. Yeah. Or like, you're just saying the thing, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know if you have that. I have that. And yeah. I maybe do that. My kids are the worst at that. <laughs> their prayers for their meals are the same every time. Right. No, yeah, I'm, I'm talking like spiritual leaders and pastors. Yeah. We're typically the worst at it, right? We're like, oh, we're praying. I got to lead these people in prayer. This is what I do. And we go and we say this formulaic thing and we do it like that and we do it like that. And then we say this thing. And it's like, to me, that's, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe, I that's fall that less empty my, for me in my life than for it is sure. when I'm just sitting with someone who's just actually practicing faith and like real faith that they're in the presence of the God of the universe. Right. Because when you are actually sitting there in that space, it's not, it's not quick and formulaic and this and that and say this and say that, you know what I mean? It's actually like, whoa. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think that's, that's so true. I, I fall into those kind of habits all the what time. What is the thing you do? What do you, because I, I don't say it, things like, I don't even know what I do. Somebody I get made fun me. of for things like uh, my Cambridge campus will, will tell me things that I say all the time. I can't, I can't think of, there's one that, that they just recently brought up and I'm like, oh yeah, I do say that all the time. Um, one that I, I noticed that I say is I always pray for God to, to, to shape 
us and like make us different. Mm-hmm. And so I, I kind of fall into that habit of being like, okay, you know, Lord, help us to be like moldable and help us to go home different. And I always say, help us to go home different. And uh, I think that's just language that I keep using. But mm-hmm. um, you know, <laughs> it's sort of weird. You 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 want to. For, for those of you who aren't pastors out there, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we, you get, we get asked to pray at everything. everything it's yeah, like, yeah. it's like when I'm with my family and we're just having like Thanksgiving dinner or whatever, I'm, I'm always the one who has to pray. Cause you know, I'm a, I'm a professional prayer, professional prayer. I, yeah. I'm a, prof- I pray for a living, you know, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that is, but we always, we always, uh, you know, get the prayer gig, which which I, I want to talk about in a second. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely fall into habits for sure when it comes to prayer. Do you have like little things that you say? Like I don't quips? know. I tr- I'm trying to be more aware of it <laughs> yeah. because I get, and I, this, this, is, this is probably the bad part of my ego where I get frustrated at other people who are genuinely wanting to pray. Yeah. And I like sometimes, I'm not going to say anything about who, but sometimes <laughs> I'm sitting there like, seriously, like you, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah, it's... it's but- <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I was going to say, unless it's Bart, like just, you can no, no, say as long as it's not Bart. No, it's, so like, so yeah, so I, I, I'm trying to be more aware of that myself, right. but I actually don't know. And I imagine <laughs> people who, who kind of, you know, struggle with that don't know themselves. Right. But yeah. then I'm like, how do you tell somebody that? So anyway, yeah, I don't know what I do. I'd have to have somebody tell me and I would welcome that. Yeah. Cause I, I really want it to be authentic. If there's yeah. like a pattern that I have, and it's not that there's anything wrong with patterns. Like we yeah. just talked last, last time about liturgy and, and th- there's nothing wrong with formulaic stuff. So that's if okay. It has a meaning. If right? the formula has a meaning it, and if there's intention to yeah. it, right. If you go in with, this is going to be this authentic, honest, I'm just going to spill my heart out to God. And it's like the same thing, yeah. you, know, you know, in the same exact formula like you do all the time, then yeah, maybe, maybe you're missing like, right. there's a difference there. So yeah, I don't know. It, but if it comes from a place of, yeah, if it comes from a place of here's words that sound like a prayer and now I can eat my cheeseburger, you know, that's not helpful right. because the meaning is gone. Right? right. So that's kind of what we talked about. I wanted to touch on something too. Uh, like, okay, this is a little pet peeve. Okay. I got a prayer pet peeve. Yeah. I like that. Are you ready for my prayer pet peeve? Okay. So in church world, there is this thing where, uh, People are like, okay, so who wants to pray? Mm-hmm. And then there's uh, at my old at, at Ritman Grace Brethren Church. Shout out RGBC. RGBC, bro. Um, they used to do this thing where they would put their finger on their nose and kind of say, "Not it." <laughs> and so the last person to do the "Not it" had to pray. So the real you question is, who pray. doesn't want to pray? And everyone's like, "Me." Everybody doesn't. And in like that stuff's fun. I don't yeah, really care. Like, like it's it's goofy yeah. and fun. But there is this. Pet peeve that I have where people don't want to pray. Hmm. And we always, it's subtle, but we, we, I think we, you know. Do you think they don't want to pray or do you think they don't want to be the guy who volunteers? It's a little bit of the public speaking thing for sure. You know, Well, not even that. It could just be like the personality type that typically sure. waits for everyone else to, you know, grab their food first or waits for everybody else to get a yeah. chance. They don't want to be the guy who's like, I'll do it or I'll take it or right. I'll have it, you know, which is why, which is why I don't like harp on. Like I, right. I don't, I don't yell at people like, you know, who are, how dare you not pray? You know, like I don't in this public gathering, right. I don't, I don't do that. But I do think that we should create a culture where praying is not only an honor to, to, to partake in 
in general, mm -hmm. but that we should be eager to to bring Jesus into this conversation to, mm -hmm. you know, like as we're preparing maybe for our Sunday service or as we're preparing for our meal at home or as we're going to sleep, all of these moments that seem mundane and like, oh, it, we need to shift the culture from this is a chore and this is a, a thing that we have to do in order for it to be like an official meal yeah. or, you know, whatever, like we need to bless the food right. um, and, and shift it to like, I want to invite the presence of God into this, this time in my life. I want to uh, model for my kids and for my family that like Jesus is part of this and that mm. he, he has a role in this meal and this cheeseburger, you know, like that this is, this is a, a, a part of our liturgy, you know, our right. habit, our action that we can take uh, to include God in our everyday life. So then let me ask you as a spiritual leader, someone who's supposed to equip people with this. Uh -oh. <laughs> well, yeah, so that's the thing, right? Yeah. So like, what do you, are you, are you the kind of guy who sits in a room and goes, who wants to pray? Because I've tried to stop being that guy because yeah. I hate the guy who goes, who wants to pray? And then criticize nobody for putting up their hand when normally yeah. if someone says that, if no one else puts it, I'm like, I'll pray. Yeah. But maybe the problem is our spiritual leaders, i.e. me, and yep. sometimes you are not actually leading us in that. Because if we got up there and said, look, guys, we're going to take a minute here and cast the vision you just casted yeah. and said, I'd like to I'd like to lead us in that. Or, hey, you over there who I know loves Jesus, can you please yeah. lead us into that? I think we have a totally different experience. Yeah, I, I do. I, I, I will like, I'll, I'll call call on people to pray because I think sometimes it is that it's that I don't want to put my hand up and say I'm the one who should pray at this yeah, moment I think people mostly it is. have a humility to them and yeah. that I think that's a good thing and yeah. that should be celebrated that's yeah. fine um so I, I will I'll I'll rather than just like open it up and get crickets I'll a lot of times I'll ask somebody but but what I I do very intentionally is if there's a group setting where someone is asked to pray um I I make it, a, I try to make it a point to say like, I would, I would be honored to pray, you know, yeah. or like just kind of make a comment about like, you know, uh, like I even jokingly in our staff meetings say sometimes like, you know, well, Jesus died so that we could, we could pray like this. Yeah. So I would love to. You're the guy who does you know? it. You're the early, yeah. like, yeah, well, Jesus well jump died on it, us, man. So I'll do it. Yeah. 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 yeah which, do. which is, good. is probably like, I, I should probably take a little of the humility piece or something. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, we're all, what if I want to do that, I'm just waiting for you gotta, a to see if you're going to jump. You got to be quick it, right? with it, dude. <laughs> you can't, you <laughs> can't be locked. The awkward guys who are fighting over <laughs> who gets to pray. Right. Yeah. So, um, but I do think that by and large, the church that we should, we should try to try to, shift that culture a bit to be more um uh to be to to make it feel like less of a chore and more of a invitation to god's presence you know um because i do think that's what it is like i you know we could get into a theological debate about this but like when jesus says whenever you eat of this bread and drink of this wine you know do this in remembrance of me mm. i actually think what he's saying is when you eat think of me and I think that's where we where we get the idea to pray before meals mm. is because um, it's an invitation of, of not only Christ's sacrifice, but also the enjoyment of life that we get to have. Like we get to experience this because we have a good God who wants to give us steak and wine. I agree. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with the Eucharist being something. Yeah. That we're, yeah. Talk, we're not necessarily I also referring think, to every meal because we're not drinking wine and eating bread. And yeah, that yeah. might be. But anyway, I will say, that, yeah, that the Eucharist is a special time as well that should be set apart so do you ever feel uncomfortable when you're the only guy who didn't pray before your meal when you go eat fast food and all the other guys are more spiritual than you but you're like but now i no. can't just do it because no 
I never feel bad about that. And I, I'll be honest, I don't pray over every meal. I don't either. Because I don't think that it should come from a, an obligatory place in my heart. Isn't it? The, and maybe this, I don't, maybe I should. Well, yeah. I'm authentic and honest. <laughs> authentic and honest. Sometimes. This is what happens when you get the two youngest guys on staff <laughs> running the podcast. Well, no, but sometimes it's like, um, yeah, there's like this moment. And I don't want to say no, people aren't praying, right? They probably are. Right? A little maybe. silent moment. But it's like this, like. Yeah. Head bowed. Yeah. <laughs> Eyes closed, like shoved in. And you're like. Yeah. Are, you, are, you, are, you, are we praying? Or what are we doing here? Maybe that's just, it's just yeah. tradition, it's pattern, whatever. And it's not that it's wrong. Well, right. But I agree with you in that. Like, if if we're saying that's what we're doing, if we're saying the purpose of prayer is actually to recognize that we have this food and mm. we are giving praise and honor and glory to God for having it, right? Not yeah. blessing it, you know, right. necessarily. I mean, maybe you are, yeah. but actually recognizing like everything comes from God. The only you can do that with your eyes open. You yeah. can do that with a fry in your mouth. Yeah. You can also do that before you start. One of the coolest eating. things that I did, okay, so when we were in, I, I had a trip, I took a trip to Vietnam with uh, uh, basically what became GCBI. Mm-hmm. Um, and we took a trip to Vietnam, and it was a closed country at the time. Uh, it's still a communist country, but it was, it was closed to missionaries, so we kind of went in under the radar a little bit. And one of the things they told us is when we were in the city, not to pray over meals because uh, it would just get government attention. And so we would pray just by like, hey, everybody, okay, now we're praying right now. And everybody would like have their, like, just conversationally. And we actually, it became kind of a pattern of, of prayer for us mm-hmm. where we just were conversationally praying. So right. we would like enter into and out of prayer just naturally. And I thought it was so cool because it, it made prayer feel like a conversation between us and God, mm. which is what it is. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yeah. um, but like you said, people who like bow, your, bow their head, I, I love it. I think it's great. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. Not at all. It's it's. But I don't feel um, like we should. If if your your concern is, oh shoot, I forgot to pray for my meal, and I wonder how that's going to reflect on me yes. with other people. Yeah. Wrong. You you you're aiming at the wrong target. Yep. Right. If you forget to pray and then you're like, oh man, God, in the middle of this meal, I'm just thinking of your blessing. That's great. And I'll be honest. God is good. God too. is great. There Thank you for the food who- I ate. Like there are people, <laughs> Ash and I with, with Winona don't pray before every meal. Yeah. Not actually that often at home. Yeah. Um, sometimes we're cognizant of the, we're thankful for the food that we have. Yeah. We recognize it verbally. Sometimes we don't. And there are some times when we are having certain people over. And I feel like it is my responsibility as a spiritual leader, as a pastor, to actually lead these young people in doing it. And I do yeah. it. And I don't think that's the wrong motivation necessarily. But no. if if it is about optics, if it's if the optic, if the concern is, Oh, if I don't pray before this meal with these young people who are here at my house, they're going to think we don't pray before our meal, right. therefore we should do it. Problem. Yeah. If it's, we don't feel like it's a religious thing we have to do all the time, every meal, we can debate that, argue about that. It's not a yeah. wrong thing. It's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing to do, but it's yeah. not sinful yeah. to not. But I'm going to do it just so it looks like I do. Then that's, yeah. you know, that's and good. I, I want to transition, because we're, we're talking about sort of the traditional moments of prayer yeah, yeah, yeah. that Christian world has adopted, you know, like bedtime and, and, and before meals and stuff like that. Nobody prays before breakfast. Have you noticed that? I imagine there are people Probably. who do. Anyway, um, <laughs> prayer is something that's a lot bigger than bedtime yes, and, and dinner time, you know? And one of the things that I find really enriching is uh, I, I don't like, Kind of like you. I don't have strong habits. Like, we pray before our meals typically, mm-hmm. and I, I a lot of times I'll pray with the kids before bed. 
Um, but we don't have like really strict guardrails around mm -hmm. that. Uh, you know, it comes and goes, I guess. Um, but what I do a lot is I pray in the moment. Mm -hmm. Like when I feel, when I, I've trained myself in a, in a way, I'm not super disciplined about it. I don't want to, I'm not bragging. I'm just saying that like, actually it's kind of a weakness of mine. I don't have this huge, um, uh, uh, discipline of prayer. So I pray like in the moment, like mm. when I'm thinking about it. And, um, one of the things that, that I have incorporated, which I want to, I want to push into a, a thing for our listeners to try this is when I pray for people, I tell them that I'm praying for them. Yeah. So like I'll shoot a text, Hey, I'm praying for you. Or I'll actually type out my prayer. Um, I've been doing that for a, a couple years and it's amazing how you see God use that because People, when people know that you're praying for them, mm -hmm. or or like that you're just thinking of them, or or whatever, um, it it has done some really. Uh, God has used that to do some really amazing things. Right. Um, one particular example is I remember uh, I sent just a hey man. I don't know why I was. I just felt like God was putting this individual on my heart, and I I said hey I just want to let you know that I'm praying for you. Um, if you want to talk or anything, and he goes I can't believe you just texted me my son's best friend just ended up in the hospital after a car crash oh, wow. and they were going to the emergency room right then. And so it was this great moment where the, the spirit was doing something yep. and we got to celebrate that because I was communicative about um, my prayer for them, you know? And I think that that's so encouraging for other people to hear that. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but it also, um, it also kind of creates something in us where we're participating with the body of Christ, mm -hmm. with the community of believers that are around us and, and kind of modeling that for them as well. You know, like, oh, you know, I'm praying for you too. You know, I get that right. a lot, you know, right. and, and that's great, you know, <laughs> but um, the, it, it's, there's this natural reciprocity to it uh, that I think is really, really healthy in the church. And I think that um, it's one of the things that we're, we're called to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to take up. So I wanted to transition a, a couple things here uh, because uh, I wanted to get to this. Um, we've been talking a lot about authentic, authenticity in this idea of prayer. Yep. You and I have both mentioned it several times, um, and Jesus mentions it a lot. Like I was, I was thinking of verses about prayer, and there's all kinds of verses. You know, pray without ceasing, and uh, you know, all, all these kind of things uh, all throughout the scriptures. Uh, there's verses about prayer. Um, but one of the ones that is is my favorite is in uh, uh, Jesus in the Gospels. Jesus has this statement where he says, "Don't pray like the hypocrites do, mm. where they you know they stand on the street corner and they make sure that everybody knows uh, what they're praying for, but instead you know pray to your heavenly Father in secret." Um, and kind of this idea of of well, he brings out hypocrisy yeah. in our prayer. Yeah. And at Renew Church and and with this podcast, that's mm -hmm. one of the things that that we really value is authenticity mm -hmm. and, and, and being, uh, being authentic in your, in your purpose and in your mode. Um, Jesus really didn't like, I mean, like over and over again, this idea of authenticity comes up and, and, uh, I want to talk for a second about how, how, how important do you think it is to maintain a, a, a heart of authenticity when it comes to prayer? Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How important is it? Like, I imagine it's important. Maybe we just talk about it. Yeah. How do we how do we do it? That's that's the tough thing. Authenticity takes a level of self awareness that we just may not have. Yeah. 
right? Like all of us struggle with, we all struggle with our motivations. We all struggle with understanding our desires, what we're doing and why we're doing it. Like that's a, it's a very human thing. Most of the stuff we do isn't motivations or, you know, know, rational, Mm -hmm. you know, made this decision in a vacuum because it's the right thing, weighed all the options. It's, you know what I mean? So like a lot of stuff we already do, it's hard to gauge it's quote unquote level of authenticity. And I think, um, I think that is even more true with our spiritual life and Mm -hmm. our prayers. Um, so for me, it's like, it's this constant back and forth between acting out belief so doing something out of obedience or just acting out a belief, whether or not there's this quote unquote authentic motivation there. Yeah. Right? Um, and then checking my motivations and uh, aligning my motivations right. um, or uh, my perspective or my ideas about it yeah. with, with what I'm doing. So it's like this, it's a constant back and forth, I think. Yeah. And, uh, and, it's, and it's difficult. I think it's something Jesus called out. Right. I don't think he expected any of us to live it out perfectly. Right. right? I, th- I, think, I, think, I think our goal is ultimate. I mean, one goal is self-awareness and then being able to live uh, perfectly aligned with God and perfectly motivated to be aligned with God and, you know, you know with, with this right. perfect faith and yeah, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? It's like, like not right. I've never seen someone live like that. I mean, Francis Chan's probably the closest, right? (laughs) If you know Francis, yeah, right. And he drives us all nuts now. Right. Like (laughs) we love him, but he's, you know what I mean? Like, and and he's, and it's, and there's, there's something amazing and beautiful about it. But yeah, but even then I'm like, there's no way he's perfectly authentic all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I think I'm struck with the, 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 the verses that kind of, I, I don't think it, I don't think God necessarily expects us to have perfectly um, pure, not pure motives. I guess, I guess he's not, he's not asking us to lay down all of our motives and be totally selfless and humble and all that stuff all the time. I don't think that's the expectation. Yeah. And, and that's why I love verses where it says like, you have not cause you ask not. Mm. It's like ask and you will receive, you know, these, you know, like ask God because you're actually, there is a sense of humility in going to God and asking him for things Yeah. because you're saying, I cannot do this my, on my own. Mm-hmm. And so I think that prayer that actually um, expects God to move or hasn't, doesn't have ulterior motive, I think that that's the really important thing because it assumes that humility in your mm-hmm. heart where you're saying, I cannot, I can't fix this problem. Lord, you, you have to intervene. Right. And, and so I think sometimes in, in church world, we feel bad about the things that we ask God for, you know, financial stability or, or, or health or healing for, for mm-hmm. a loved one or, or blessing or, 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 you know, even David prayed angry prayers all the time. Give that jerk what he deserves. You know, like there's things like that. And I think that God actually would much prefer to hear you say, I can't stand, you know, Denise at work. She's driving me nuts. Right. I, 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 God, give her what she deserves. Right. I, I think he would rather hear that from an authentic place in your heart than he would, God, thank you for this meal and for the time that we have together. You know what I mean? This, yeah. like, fakeness. Yeah. Um, and and I obviously he's probably not going to, like, smite Denise no, at work. No, no, right? I don't think so. Like, I don't think that's the goal. Yeah, yeah. It, but it's it's this 
there's something so valuable about a relationship where you can say what's on your heart and on, on your mind. And I think that that's what God is shooting for with prayer. I think he wants to hear I, you articulate to him what's in your heart, yeah. whether it's good or bad. Yeah. God, I'm so upset about this, or right. I'm so ashamed about that, or yeah. all that kind of stuff. It's like he wants to be the one that you go to with that. Yeah. And I think that that's incredibly powerful. I think that's what I think. I agree. I think that's what God's looking for. And I, he doesn't get that much from me. Yeah. Um, I was actually reading a, a meme today um, about eights on the Enneagram. <laughs> and basically the meme was showing a picture of an eight listening to somebody's advice, but already having made up in his mind what he's going to do. Right. <laughs> and that's literally, that's how I treat God. Yeah. Actually, it is like a yeah. lot of the time I pray to God kind of like that, where it's, like, yeah. I'm saying these things. This is what I'm supposed to say. This is the right thing to say. This is the right thing to want. This is the right thing to desire. Yeah. With already having decided how I'm going to provide for myself financially, how I'm going to take care of my family, that thing I'm going to buy. What You know what I mean? So yeah. I think you're right. I think what he is looking for is, like, that honest, I'm looking to you to give me this because I, A, don't want to do it or get it myself, or B, right. don't know how, or C, you just told me to rely on you and trust in you. It's like right. it, literally the picture of a father, right? That's yeah. what it is. The father doesn't want a child to come to him and be like, hey, dad, can you please do this for me? And then already have, have the plan out, out of how they're going to do it themselves, right? right? The dad would do all the work for it, and they'd be like, no, 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 actually, I already got it. We're good, right? Yeah. He'd be like, no, a father actually loves taking care of his kids' needs, loves right. actually providing for them in ways that they can't provide themselves or loves to be able to do it better for them than how they would have had it if they did it on their own. Yeah. That's what a father loves. I love that. And uh, I guess that's, I, I, if, if God is quote unquote father, right. Then mm. that's probably what he's looking for is that, that level of authenticity. Yeah. I love that. Well, that, that's going to, uh, uh, let's kind of wrap it up. Cause I, I think that that hits on the two things that I, I, I really wanted to talk about, which was, you know, if you, if you feel like you need to enrich your prayer life, you know, rediscover the awe of God. Mm -hmm. And the second one was, uh, you know, just, just develop an authentic relationship with him. Um, it's, it's kind of counterintuitive, I think for us, because, you know, we, we, we do talk to the God of the universe, but that, that God of the universe says we're his kids. And so there's this dichotomy of our mm -hmm. relationship with God. Right. That's like, yeah, this is like a, you know, a, the God of the universe sits on a throne with lightning and thunder and all this crazy stuff going on. But he's also like dad, dad. you know, yeah, yeah. and like come sit on my lap and, yeah, yeah. you know, like let's chat and how was your day? You know, like right. there's that piece of his um, of this relationship, too. Uh, and, and I think that as we balance those th things out, we'll find that our prayer life is, is really enriched. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think that's cool. Any parting thoughts for our, our family? Uh, I, well, you were saying that and I was just thinking that like, that's kind of when you read Israel's relationship with God through the mm -hmm. Psalms, that's what you get, the picture you get. Get yeah. the picture of like, that's our dad, and he's gonna kick your butt. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know. And then yeah. there's like, my dad this, could beat up your dad. <laughs> yeah. There's just like, woe is me. I'm so small. You yeah. are God, and oh, I am nothing, and you're everything. Right? Like, there's yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. Go get him, dad. Kick your butt. Yeah. yeah. And then. And yeah. then you also have this like soup. Like you read in the Psalms, David's like the tenderness of his relationship with God. Yeah. You know, and it just, it's so, it's so fun. Just quick, actually, <laughs> speaking of this, we actually had a student ask me this, uh, was it this, no, it was last week, saying, hey, I'm going to start praying the Psalms, but I don't know what to do about it. I feel uncomfortable yeah. with it. 
how do I pray if I'm just reading something? And oh. what do I do about this kill the enemies thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we can just well, leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, people are actually looking into that. I think that's really important. I think that's really cool. It is. And our it students is. are doing that. I think it's really special. So. And, and there is no there is no real right way or wrong way. And and I think the 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 moral of the story is God invites us in, to connect with him in, in conversation, to give him our attention. Mm-hmm. He, he invites, he asks that of us. Um, and that it is a really enriching time and, and, you know, you can mow the grass and be praying the whole time and yeah. you can, you know, hang out with your, you can tickle fight with your kids and, yeah. and be pr- inviting God's presence into that. Um, and it doesn't have to be this weird, you know, like rote methodology. It can just be conversation. And you'll get quote unquote better at it. Yeah. Not better at it. Like, you know, the right spiritual things to say. Yeah. Quote unquote better at it. Like it's a more natural thing for you to do. For sure. For sure. All right. Well, that's the, the challenge for us this week is to, to, to press in, uh, to pray, to uh, ask God to just revolutionize the way that we communicate with him. Um, and I just want to say thanks so much for, for doing the, the podcast with me this week. We love you guys out there. Make sure that you subscribe to the channel. Uh, share it if you found it to be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we love for this content to be help, you know, to be in other people's hands. And yep. Let us know uh, what you want to hear on future podcasts. All right. That'll do it for us. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.